Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Amen. Brother Michael Courtney, that's the blessing. Yes, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Amen. God rested. After he had created these things, he rested. And he made the seventh a holy day for us to rest in. Now, this is the 14th service I've been in in 14 days. Had last night off, but I was in service twice last Sunday, so that made it 14 for 14. And I thought about as the first week I'd worked hard at the house and, I, and went and preached every night, and this old body is not 20-year-old anymore. I remember one of the revivals I did. I worked 100 hours that week and preached revival every night. But I'm not able to do that. My body just won't keep up. So I, I was desiring some rest. You know, God creation, and then he created rest. <laughs> and he wants you to have rest. He wants you to have a day when you just set it aside that you and him would commune together. You'd come to God's house and you could find rest there. Now let me just deal with a little bit with some rest. Most people that come to the house of God need rest from their weary mind. I mean the world has compassed us about all week long. Troubles and trials, tribulations come our way. Your car breaks down, your lawnmower quits, your dog bit you. I mean we have troubles. And sometimes we just want to get off somewhere and, and rest. Sometimes you don't want to hear the phone ring no more because you're afraid it's going to be bad news. And we need that kind of rest. So God created rest for us. But the trouble with most Christians that I know of, they won't take the rest that God has allowed them. The old timers used to say, you're burning the candle at both ends, boy. When it gets to the middle, what are you going to do? I guess I, I could just go poof, right? Meaning, when it gets to the middle, it's burnt out. Well, when I got saved, I said, God, I don't want to rust out. I'd rather burn out. I said that. One day I was up in the barn loft to praying, and God pecked me in the top of the head said, boy, rust out or burn out, either way you're out. How about just try and stay in there? We need rest, church. But now the devils took that word rest. <laughs> he likes that word rest. The devil likes to tell you, ah, you don't need to go to church, just rest. 
The devil will tell you, you don't need to go to the choir, just rest. You don't need to read your Bible, just rest. There ain't no need of praying. You've prayed before. You've prayed for all these names. Just rest. You need it. So the devil take everything God meant for good and use it for bad. We'll come to the house of God and that's the only place we'll take a nap. Yeah. No matter how much preaching is going on, how much singing is going on, the hardest thing in the world to do is keep our eyes open. Oh, God said for us, come and rest. And asleep we'll go, right? See, the devil wants you to rest at the house of God and lull you to sleep so you won't hear the word. You won't feel the Holy Spirit. Hey, it's hard to feel the Holy Spirit when you're unconscious. Amen. And that's what sleep is. You're unconscious. You fainted for a little while, you might say. So the devil makes sure that you have every opportunity to go to sleep at the house of God. You need your rest. <laughs> you have to rest up so you can lay out Sunday night and go fishing. Go to the golf course. <laughs> Just ride around and see God's wonderful nature that he has created. So you just take a a Sunday evening and and go rest. (laughs) The devil does not want you to have true rest. Because if the devil has got you and you're following him and you're doing the things that the devil wants, uh, the Bible tells me that you'll die and in hell you'll lift your eyes in a land where there has never been no rest, no peace, no joy, no comfort. Amen. I'm talking about hell. There ain't no rest in hell. Day and night they're screaming. All the time screaming. Turn with me in your Bible. This may be a hard one for you to find. Zephaniah. You know where that's at in your Bible? That's a hard one to find. Because you don't go there much. Amen. Are you there? Then you found it faster than I did. Uh. I'm trying to talk and turn at the same time. Zephaniah chapter number 3 and verse number 17. The Bible said, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee. Are you with me? Say amen. With joy he will rest in his love. And notice it. He will joy over thee with singing. It gives God rest when you're in the joy of the Lord. God wants you to have that joy, that peace. God wants to fellowship with you. Amen. If you think about it, why would he redeem us if he didn't want to be with us? Amen. Have you ever just had a leisurely Sunday evening when the family got together and just sat around and done nothing, just talked? Just the fellowship is good, isn't it? That's what God is designed to give you that kind of rest to where you ain't always coming. You know, listen, church, 
Most of the time, people only go to God when they're asking for something. They only want a fellowship when they need something. God, come, please. Give me rest. Give me peace. Boy, it's hard preaching in here this morning. I've been used to revival for two weeks. Maybe we need a revival. Amen. How many show up? We started one tonight. Amen. Would you show up tonight if we had revival? Well, why don't you show up and let's see if we can have it. Amen. I mean, I'll turn on the evangelist tonight. If you show up, I'll be the evangelist. And I'll preach you an evangelist message. Amen. That'll give you some rest, give you some peace, give you some joy, give you some fellowship with God. Listen, when you're in good fellowship with God, that's restful. (laughs) I'll tell you, Friday evening, I'd worked hard mixing that concrete and poured that 10 by 10 pad, and I was killed. I said, God, you're going to have to do something tonight at church. I said, this old body is wore out. I've got a message that's burning in me, but I ain't too sure my body can deliver it. Got to church, the Holy Ghost got to move, and they got to testify. <laughs> I didn't get to preach. I got rest even sitting at the house of God because other folks was minding God. Amen. God said, just sit there, son, and enjoy this. And I did. I enjoyed it. It is a rest to your pastor when you are obedient to God. It's a rest for your church when you're obedient to God. The Holy Spirit is not grieved. And there's rest in the house of God when we as God's people really want fellowship with the Holy Spirit of God. You know the reason, listen to me, that you do not want fellowship with the Holy Spirit of God? Because you're guilty and you're afraid of the conviction that goes when the Holy Spirit comes and visits. Amen. I mean, if the Holy Spirit, every time He comes to you, has to correct you, boy, it's tough preaching in here this morning. Amen. Listen, wouldn't you like for the Holy Ghost just to come sit down and sup with you a while? Don't worry, He didn't have to whisper in your ear, you need to repent. You need to get right with God. You need to ask God forgiveness. You need to get on the right pathway. Wouldn't you like for the Holy Ghost just one time to come sit down and say, let's have a party. Let's shout her out today. Let's sup of the cup of God today with that joy unspeakable and full of glory. Wouldn't you like for the Holy Ghost just to come down and say, hey, we're going to have a restful evening worshiping God. I'll tell you something. If you ever truly worship God, I'm talking about tongue lapping, sweating, slinging snot. When I say tongue lapping, I'm talking about hollering to the top of your lungs. I'm talking about shouting her out, ringing the bell, running the aisles. And when you leave the house of God, you'll want to take a nap. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, that'll give you rest like you ain't never had. When you get so tired of praising God that your physical body needs sleep to recover, you've got some rest then. Because you'll lay down and sleep like a baby and the Holy Ghost will just love you. Cradle you, rock you. (laughs) 
and you'll wake up refreshed and you'll say, God, can we do it again? Can we do it again, Lord? I want to take that kind of rest with me every day, Lord. I want that kind of service every day, God. Let's rest, amen. We worked all week, God. Let's have a restful Sunday where we can worship. Have you ever thought about that? New Testament, book of Matthew, chapter number 11. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you with me? I want to tell you something. A lot of folks don't understand what heavy laden really is. Heavy laden in this book is what he's talking about right here is your concern for other souls. You're heavy. You're burdened. You've labored. You've prayed. You've read the Bible. You went and visited. You spoke to them. You saw them and you greeted them in Jesus' name. You've done everything you could to point out Jesus in your life so they can see it. That's a burden sometimes when you walk away and you say, I hope I presented Jesus in a good manner. I hope they saw something in me that would make them hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's a burden. That's a burden when you carry that every day. But he said, come unto me. If you're laboring, if you're burdened, I'm going to give you some rest. I'm going to give you some rest. You know the trouble with us, church? We don't want the rest of God. We'd rather just keep on doing what we're doing than have the rest in the peace of God. Some of you come pray with her. Lord, God don't let her pray by herself. Amen. Maybe some of you need to come and pray for yourself, but at least come and pray with her. Amen. God is trying to give us a peace, a rest, a joy, unspeakable and full of glory. And Satan ain't wanting us to have it this morning. Satan ain't wanting us to do it this morning. He don't want you to have that kind of rest. He don't want you to have that kind of peace. He don't want you to have that kind of joy. He wants you burdened with the cares of this world instead of the burden that God laid upon you. He said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke's easy. Amen. Amen. If you're burdened this morning with your religion, I suggest you get salvation today. Do you a lot better just get good Holy Ghost salvation. Amen. They're coming to the altar church. Hey, I don't have to finish. You come and pray when the Holy Ghost pricks your heart. Why? You need the rest. You need the rest. You really need that rest. And that peace, that understanding, amen, that God would help you this morning with that rest that passes all understanding. The world may be going to hell in a handbasket church, but we don't have to go with it. Thank God we don't have to go with it, amen. Thank God we can have peace in the storm. We can have joy unspeakable and full of glory no matter how high the waves get. No matter how troubled the sea get, thank God there is peace and rest for those that's in Christ Jesus. Just come. Just ask God to help you and strengthen you. Hey, we'll have revival. We'll truly have revival when we get rest in the Lord. But until we get that peace, because we've repented, 
because we've given ourselves wholly to the Lord, because we've held nothing back, we know that God, God is on the scene when we take that peace of mind, that rest that he's offered us. Church, we can have it. We can have that kind of rest. We can have that kind of peace. We can have that kind of joy. We, God wants you to have it, church. Don't let Satan rob you of it today. Amen. As soon as Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden, they lost that rest because they went and hid themselves. They had to sew fig leaves together to cover their nakedness. Now think about it. The first thing they lost was peace of mind because they knew God would be there in the cool of the evening and they had to go hide. Are you hiding here this morning? Are you hiding? Are you hiding behind those fig leaves? God knows where you're at. He's already calling to you right here in this congregation of people. He's already saying, Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, all that's laboring. Come on, get your rest. Come on, get that peace and that joy. I know these preacher boys can tell you when they get rid of the message by giving it out to the people, it brings a rest. It brings a rest because I know I've followed God and God's will has been done in my preaching and then that puts it in your mailbox. You can either answer the mail or leave the door shut. But that's totally up to you what you do with the message after I get peace of giving it to you. And believe me, church, I preached some messages, Lord, that I hated to preach. I had to preach them. Like, what in hell do you want? I don't like preaching that message because I have to study about hell. I have to read about hell. I have to tell others what's in hell. I have to tell them who's going to hell and why they're going to hell. You know, alcohol didn't send them to hell. Drugs didn't send them to hell. Adultery didn't send them to hell. Rejection of Jesus Christ is what sent them to hell. Because if they'd had Jesus where he ought to have been in their life, they wouldn't have been a drug addict. They wouldn't have drunk that alcohol. They wouldn't have been shacked up, amen. If they had Jesus where he should be in their life, hey, those old things would pass away. You'd get a rest from them. The Bible said the ways of a transgressor is hard. Being a sinner is hard. You know why? Listen to me. Because every day you're stepping over the blood of Jesus Christ that gave his life and his blood for you. Every day that you're without God, you have to step over that blood and say, I reject the blood today. I'm going to do what I want. Hey, you'll never get no rest, no peace doing that. No, when you have to step over the blood instead of stepping into the blood. I want to get under the blood. Not over the blood. Amen. Too many churches are got over the blood. Too many church folk got over the blood instead of under the blood. I want to be under the blood so when Jesus presents me to the Father, he'll see the blood over me covering my sin. Hey, I'll have peace eternal then. I'll have joy eternal then. I'll have rest from my labor. But not until, not until we get under the blood. 
The Word of God said, choose you this day. Don't live on yesterday. Don't live on the hopes that you will tomorrow. But you better choose this day to serve the Lord. Amen. I'll tell you something. If you want any peace, you better seek it today. You want to enjoy, you better seek it today. If you want rest, you better be searching and hunting for it and doing your diligence to get it today. Amen. Because we ain't guaranteed tomorrow. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 29, he said, Take my yoke, are you with me? Upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. The trouble is, ain't nobody seeking for it. Knock, it shall be open. Seek, and you shall find. Are you seeking for that peace? Now, I'm going to help you or key you one. We say this, and we shouldn't say it. I'm doing the best I can. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing just enough to get by. Hello? Listen, I've worked a lot of people in my lifetime. I mean hundreds of people I've worked in my lifetime. I've been forming over a lot of folks. And very few of them done everything they could. Very few. I'm going to point my finger at me. Dennis ain't always done everything he could have done. I had opportunities and I missed them. Because I wasn't looking. The door was open and I never stepped in. The occasion presented itself, and I never seized the opportunity. Anybody in your life you wish you could go back and talk to them about Jesus? That maybe has done died and gone on, and you missed that opportunity, and that door is closed. And their fate is sealed. That's the reason it bears on our mind. Now let me tell you something. My mother died of a massive heart attack. I drove within a hundred yards of her house. I'd went and picked up a horse and come right by her house, not knowing my mother was laying up there dead. Are you with me? I'm getting to a point. I drove up in my driveway and Carol was there. He was looking at the horse. My wife came out and said, your mama's dead. I just drove by her house. Are you with me? Say amen. Carol said, I'll take care of the horse. You go take care of mama. And I went to mama's. I went to the hospital. There was daddy. Mama was already dead. Gone. Gone to her eternal rest. But you think that don't bear on my mind? Satan uses that every chance he can. You come that close and didn't even stop and see your mama. The day she was dying, you didn't visit your mama. And you come right by her house. See, Satan will take every opportunity that he can to make sure you don't have no peace. And if you don't have no peace, you sure don't have no rest. So I have to look at Satan and say, Satan, if I'd have been there, I couldn't have helped her, couldn't have done nothing but pray. And according to the EMS, she was dead before she hit the floor. 
her heart just quit, and she fell over. She had just sat down beside my daddy. But let me tell you what I did do. I did fast and pray for my mother. I begged God to save my mother and my daddy. And by God's marvelous grace, I was helped to lead them both to the Lord and baptize them. See, what opportunity I did have, I took it when it presented itself. Mama's in heaven because she made a decision that she was tired of not having no rest. And now she's resting eternally in heaven. See, Satan will take a little thing and try to kill you and your joy. He wants to put a burden on you that don't belong on you. Listen, I'm not the giver and taker of life. I'm not the giver and taker of life. I can't give her life and I can't take her life. Are you with me? Say amen. But I can pray for them. I can when the doors open step in. I can when the opportunity presents itself to tell them about the love and the mercy of God. And the best way to do that is tell them how Jesus saved you. You ain't got to know every book, the Bible, all kinds of scripture. Just know that you're saved. And know how God saved you and tell them that. God saved me from the devil's hell. 8th day of February 1987. I went down on my knee and God saved me. How do you know, preacher? I changed. I wasn't the same creature. I wasn't the same person. I didn't have the same desires. I had a peace of mind I'd never had. I had a joy I'd never had. I went back home and seen a house I'd never seen and children I'd never seen and a wife I never knew. You say, well, that's crazy. No, when you're looking through different eyes, everything looks different. Amen. I mean, the least little old thing, like David was bragging on God earlier about the little things. Them little things become great big important things when you're right with God. And you've got the right peace of mind. I mean, when you walked up and you saw you had grass in the yard. Amen. You say, well, that's stupid. No, it's not. I've seen time I didn't have no grass in my yard. I wanted some. Amen. You ever had to walk through mud? Hey, ain't many of you ever had to sweep the yard? Literally with a broom. Hey, when I was a boy, they didn't want no grass. No, they didn't have no lawnmower. How many has ever cut with a mowing size? That ain't no fun, is it? Yeah, try to cut grass. How many of you use them old real mowers? <sighs> Whoever invented that must have been a horse. Woo! Daddy'd say, this thing's dull. I thought, my God, that'll work a mule to death. I wouldn't want no grass either if I had to mow much with that thing. Amen? But I'm thankful for the grass around my house. The flowers. I saw some dandelions in bloom the other day, and you know what I thought? Thank God the bees has got something to eat. Amen. I seen the trees are blooming out. Thank God the bees has got something to eat. Amen. They they fasted, <laughs> ate what they had all winter, stayed froze part of the time. Amen. Now they can zoom around, <laughs> pollinate. Hey, if it wasn't for bees, you wouldn't have much food. Amen. One year we didn't have many maters. You know why? Didn't have no bees. 
I sat in my yard full of clover and tried to find honeybees. There was none. All day long looking, looking, I finally seen two honeybees that year. Two. You say, well, what? I don't like bees. You better like them. You better like them. Hey, I love honey. Oh, yes, I love honey. If we didn't have no bees, where would we get honey? If we didn't have no bees, we wouldn't have no tomatoes. You wouldn't have no beans. You wouldn't have no corn. Amen. <laughs> See, the least little old thing can give you some rest when you look at it right. I can do what I can do for the glory of God. And it brings me rest. Listen, at the when I get through preaching and I go eat my lunch and go home and sit down and rest, I run this message back through my mind. I say, God, did I say everything that needed to be said? That's the only way I can get into peace and rest is, is when I know I've given all I've got for God's glory and I said all I could say to get you to have the same peace and rest and then I'll take me a good nap sometimes, wake up refreshed and come back and give you another one. And that's peace. That's rest. Some people must have needed some rest. They've done use the altar this morning. And I want to ask you before we close, I'm only halfway done, so if you really want to hear the message, you come back tonight, the evangelist is going to show up and deliver the rest of the message. Amen. The evangelist will be here tonight. I'm not going to be your pastor tonight. I'm the evangelist. Dave's in charge tonight and Richard. Amen. Benny ain't here, so Richard and Dave, you got any complaints, take it to them. I'm the evangelist. I'm visiting tonight. Amen. I don't care if a commode works or not. Don't bother me with it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have some rest tonight. Amen. I'm going to enjoy God tonight. Amen. I'm going to come to the house to worship tonight. Amen. You may not like the way I worship. I get loud. Amen. I get happy. Amen. I want some joy in it. Amen. Hey, and if that bothers you, tough luck is all I can say. Get over it or get in with it. Amen. I mean, when you see ice cream running down both sides of my jaw, don't you want to buy it? That's the way I want God's Holy Ghost on me tonight. I want it running down me to where you want to buy it. Amen. And you'll come hungry and you'll eat what the Lord sends. Amen. And we'll slide our feet upon the table and say, Thank God I'm at the house of God. I've come. I'm hungry. I expect to be fed. And I'm going to get me some rest while I'm here because I'm going to repent up, pray up, get ready to go up. What do you need to do this morning? The last thing I want to mention this morning is confessing up will bring rest. And I say this honestly and I say this with love. From the pastor to the back door, we all need to confess. Lord, I know I've sinned. And come short. Every single one of us. Every single person in here missed an opportunity last week. First of all, you could have went to the house of God. Second of all, you could have witnessed to somebody maybe you missed. You, you can look back right now and you can see that door was open, but you just didn't take the opportunity. Or maybe God just asked you to do something and you just didn't do it. 
And that makes us guilty, doesn't it? Because James said, He who knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Not to me, to him that knew to do good and didn't do it. And that's, that's all of us. Whether it's a little bitty thing or a great big thing. Sometimes we want to major on the big things and say, Ah, oh, that really ain't important. It's been said several times here this morning how important your testimony is. How God saved you is important. How God has kept you is important. How you fail God and He still loves you is important. How you missed opportunities and God opened the door again for you, that's important. But also that you had opportunity and God closed that door and you'll never get it back again. That's part of growing. You want some rest? You want some rest? He said, rest from your labor. 